we'd like to welcome you to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to helping the automotive aftermarket service industry. Join these owners who found their way back to balance in their work and life. Here's what's coming up. I would just say to have faith in your team and not try to do everything yourself. Let, let, let them do it because they'll do a better job and you'll have more free time and you'll be happier, less stressed, and ultimately have more money. So. I think it's allowing them to answer the questions themselves, like you said. You know, number one is somebody comes up and asks you a question that you know it's ridiculous, and you just go, "Well, what do you think?" <laughs> My wife thought it was insane, you know. So it was. So she pushed me to to leave for lunch. You know, we got to go to lunch. We got to get out of here. You know, so she kind of drove that into me, right? And and over the years, it's been great because I can leave a certain time, spend that hour away, even if it's driving over to the park, getting that hour away, it's kind of a reset to finish off the rest of your day. For a better business, a better life, and a better industry, the Institute's Leading Edge. And welcome to uh, the Leading Edge, episode 22. Uh, today, uh, we're talking about work-life balance, and you probably have the worst guy in the world uh, to be heading this discussion, which is me, because I don't um, necessarily know what work-life balance is. In fact, um, I was really thinking about this uh, some months ago, uh, and I was thinking about you know our phones and how that's changed how we work. Uh, even this morning, the first thing I do when I wake up is go on and see what emails I have, what messages, and I'm answering emails at 6.30 in the morning. Um, and so I, I don't think I got the work-life balance uh, thing down. So let's start with um, kind of a, an explanation. I, I'm going to go to BJ to start. Uh, BJ, what, what would your explanation be of work-life balance? Uh, for me, I would say that, uh, you know, when you've been able to do an awesome job at work, uh, and still enjoy your own personal passions, family and spirituality, let's say, um, and have free time to reflect on your life and what's important to you. Um, I think that's a, it, kind of a well-rounded synopsis. And with those items, you know, you can reset from time to time, you know, to try to, you know, you need to move things around. But I think you have to have uh, a bits, bits, of, bits and pieces of each one of those, I think, to, to have that, you know, well-rounded balance. <clears throat> So I have this, I have this, um, this, this weird uh, sense or this question that's kind of uh, just came up based on what you were, you were talking about there. And, and the question is, what if, what, or do you believe, maybe it's a what if or do you believe question, I don't know. Do you think that a lot of small business owners, probably certainly automotive, but maybe even in other businesses, do you think that their, their work becomes so much of their life that they have a hard time uh, disengaging from it? I yeah. think they do. Yeah, go ahead, yeah, Henry. Was that Henry or Kelly? I think it was Kelly. That was, oh, that I'm was sorry. Me. Yeah, I mean, ahead, you know, I've I've experienced that. It's just trying to trying to get cut off from what you do on a day to day basis and going home and checking emails and answering people all weekend long. And even if I take a vacation, I still feel like I've I've been in the past sort of worried about what's going on kind of back at the shop and, and so. you know i i look at my and my um my own life and and uh i get so much enjoyment from work and sometimes home is frustrating um i can make changes at work well, henry's laughing 
Um, I can make changes work. I can control what goes on here. Um, I'm kind of the get to say what goes at home. It's it, 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 to me, it's a lot more complicated. What what do you think about that, Henry? I mean, I mean, obviously you're laughing at me, but you must have experienced something. Well, I I enjoy being at home myself. <laughs> I'd rather not be at work <laughs> at this point in my life. But it, it's just um, I I have seen several shop owners just use work to avoid going home. There was a time in my life when I would work until 10 o'clock at night, go home, sleep, get up and leave just because I couldn't stand it. I, I, I know my dad did, or at least I feel like my father did. You know, he was that guy that went to work early, stayed late every single day on Saturdays and Sundays. It, he wasn't at home. He was at the shop. Uh, if there was work to do, he was working. If there wasn't, he was toying. Uh, you know, building some engine, working on his race car, adding something to his truck. Um, and I, I believe it was because he didn't want to come home. He didn't want to be there. Um, is that is that part of the problem? Do we need to recognize that maybe and and uh, and change our um, you know our uh, our attitude about it all and and uh, and make the dif- you know make differences there? I think it's um, important. I think it's important that we <clears throat> that we talk and discuss. Uh, any any problems that we're having, right? I mean, we need to be able to spend that time with our spouses and family. We need to take that time, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, to just take time to listen, you know, to, to what's going on and, and what we can do to, to help make it better. But if we bury our heads in the sand and don't listen and we bury ourselves in work, we're creating a disconnect, right? And it, the disconnect just gets worse and worse and worse, right? Um, so for me, I had created a disconnect over time and was passionate about what I was doing and worked hard and, you know, I was chasing, chasing money and all that kind of stuff. But what happens is you get to a point where you kind of look back, back and you say, wow, what's going on? You feel alone, right? You're over here all by yourself doing all this stuff, you know, creating all this stuff and, and, and nobody's involved with it, right? I mean, you could probably, you almost feel like you could be dead over here. Nobody would even know as long as the checks were coming in, <laughs> you know? So I don't know. I just, for me, I've learned through the years that communication is key, right? We got to talk about this stuff, no matter how uncomfortable it is. Um, and I think once we have an open line of communication, uh, you know, uh, which hard to do at times, I know, uh, but it, I think it's important that we have communication and we discuss all this stuff, you know? I think it'll Somebody- be, you know, Better. So many, so many things in our life are um, are fear and you know we we as as uh, consultants we 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 meet with shop owners and you know who are not managing staff and when you really get to the core of it, I'm afraid that if I put rules in place or I'm afraid that if I really manage these people, that they're not going to be here. They're going to leave or uh, you know my circumstance will be I'll be much worse off than I am today. Uh, customers, you know, I'm afraid to charge what I need to charge, uh, or even tell them sometimes about things they need on their car because they may not like me, and then they're going to go somewhere else, and then I won't have any cars. Um, at home, you know, I'm afraid if I have a conversation, uh, a legitimate conversation with, you know, my significant other or other people that are living in my house that seem to be making my life kind of difficult today that uh, they're not going to like me and uh, maybe my, uh, my relationships will end. Um, we, there's so much that we don't do because we're afraid if we do it that it's going to cause a, a problem. We don't know what the result will be. 
Um, well, and I, and I think having that lack of communication because we're kind of avoiding it because, you know, we're afraid they might not like us. But the fact of the matter is if we don't discuss it, they're going to not like us even more. I think, I, I think it gets, I think it gets worse and worse, I th you know, as a, as a consultant. And this is probably a different topic, but it's, it's also kind of centered in this topic. Um, if I'm not able to communicate with those people at home, and that is not a tenable place for me to be or not a comfortable place for me to be, then I'm going to be unbalanced and I'm going to want to spend more time at work and, and I'll be that person that feels like I'm kind of left out in the cold. Uh, and that's not what I want uh, from my life, not long term, right? I mean, there are, there, there are times in your relationships that are good and bad. I think we've all, those of us that have relationships, we've all, all, all had that. Um, but ultimately, long term, we want to have more good than bad. Um, uh, Henry, what 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 is work life balance to you? I mean, I, one of the things, the reason I wanted you on board here, but is because I watch you and Lisa travel around the world. Uh, you know, shop owners, even sometimes where, I, as a consultant, I'm like, oh my god, they're taking another trip, but the shop's in the red right now. Um, wh why do you do that, or, or how did you make that decision, or you know, what what is that what is that all about? Well, for starters, it's um, the kind of the motto has always been work hard, play hard. So we uh, make it a point to um, enjoy ourselves as much as we work, preferably. Uh, when we first started Waterstar Motors, we decided that if we can't make enough money between eight and five every day, then um, we could work for somebody else. So we've always kept the hours between eight and five. Um, for Lisa and I, we've never worked more than 40 hours a week. There might have been a few occasions, but after 25 years, it's pretty much set in stone that we're barely work 30 hours a week now. So um, what I we find most valuable is it's good. We need to get out. You know, we both do. We, we leave for two reasons. One, spiritual workshops. We do a lot of retreats. With, with our meditation practice every year. We do at least two, two week-long retreats. We, um, and then we travel for re relaxation and entertainment. I mean, um, we've already been gone for three weeks this year already. So a um, couple in Hawaii, a little here and there, you know, had dinner at the French Laundry last Friday night, good stuff like that. <laughs> and, uh, and so, I think it's really important not to let the business run you. You need to run the business and you need to be able to step away from the business and let it still happen. So, so, but you, you've had, you know, ups and downs. How long have you been in business? 25 years. So in 25 years, you've had ups and downs in your business. And for the years I've been involved with you, which is now is probably going on seven or eight. Something like uh, that. Smart group member. Uh, you've had ups and downs in the business. The, the last eight months or so, have been a bit of a struggle. You need another tech. There's some other things going on. Um, how, how do you disconnect and go away when the business is not where you want it to be, right? I mean, <laughs> I, we just leave. <laughs> right. Sometimes it's better to just go away. <laughs> I, I, I believe that's true. I mean, I think sometimes some things are out of your hand and things are going to happen. Nature's going to take its course. But like you said, if you believe, Right, and you're doing everything you can within the eight-hour period to do the right things, be the right person, and everything else. I think it all kind of takes care of itself. You know, I mean, from eight to five, we're working our tails off, right? And we're 
doing everything we can. And if we can't get it done in that 40-hour period, we must be doing something wrong, right? We've got the wrong people in place. We've got the wrong, uh, you know, systems in place or whatever it is. Right. And so we need to focus that 40 hours work hard of getting that stuff dialed in to make it easier on us. Right. Give us so, that time away. Right. So, so, so Kelly, you're younger and you're, you're, you know, I don't know when I was younger, when I was your age, I, I certainly had more energy and less drive to be away from work. I think, um, how do you, how do you do it or are you doing it? Are you able to disconnect when you go home at the end of the, at the end of the day? Well, I can answer that because I've seen his Facebook posts, and he sits back with the fire and has that fancy little whiskey that he does the little smoking thing to and all that. So he's doing something right. <laughs> well, so Kelly, what, yeah, I, I think, um, and this this is something that I've been working on. Um, I'm definitely nowhere near where Henry is, but I've I've let the business run me for a long time, and it's you know run me into the ground. And so, one of my goals over the last year was to try to just find that time for myself and you know my business isn't where I want it to be but I just feel like I've made a lot of the necessary moves to to put us in the direction that I need to and then just like everybody else when the lights turn off then I'm just trying to think about think about me you know think about my wife and my dogs and just to tune tune in the shop out until the next morning and you know there's a there's a there's a thing there right can you tune it out can you disconnect i think so. there's a lot of shop owners out there that can't disconnect they can't say okay i'm done i locked the door i'm gonna go do what i gotta do now and i'm gonna have some fun spend, you know take my wife on a date night whatever it is they've constantly got that you know constantly thinking about business you know well i'm i'm the guy that is probably that that person you know um my wife and I, we go out where, you know, we, we sometimes talk about the business, even though she's not involved, it's a time for us to, you know, discuss last night, you know, we had a conversation, we just put an offer on a piece of property, we signed the papers, you know, deals not, escrow's not through yet, but, uh, you know, we're going to have a huge debt uh, kind of on our shoulders here real soon, if everything works the way that we want it to. And so we have that conversation or, or, you know, I mean, I travel around the country meeting with shop owners and shops and, and when I'm home, we, we may talk about my travels or, or whatever that is. And then I wake up sometimes in the middle of the night or early in the morning, well before the alarm's supposed to go off, thinking about what has to be done today or what has to be done this week or this month. Um, so, you know, we got two guys that meditate. I don't know, Kelly, do you meditate? Any of that own stuff? None of that going on? Not, uh, but not we have, really, but no. We have, but we have two guys that, that do that um, and do that routinely. I mean, BJ, you go to India uh, uh, at least once a year, sometimes twice a year. Uh, Henry, you're off uh, a couple of times a year. Uh, do, you, do you guys, and I know BJ, I know the answer to this, but uh, Henry, do you meditate every day? Much, yeah. Lisa teaches meditation classes. We, you know just kind of keep it on mind all the time it's uh, any 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 blood pressure issues henry i know what your uh, i know what your temperament is sometimes <laughs> oh, no blood pressure <laughs> issues no blood pressure that's, no blood pressure that's issues, surprising no health issues no nothing like that well that meditation thing right. must work somehow right <laughs> well, uh, I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you what if you can if you can just walk out of your office go in the parking lot sit in your car 
quietly. Close your eyes and just kind of try to eliminate everything, right? Just have no, no think about anything and just try to still the mind. And you did that for 10 minutes. You'd come out of there a different person. It just, for me anyway, uh, it, it, it's just changed my life. You know, I mean, you can tell, I'm sure you can tell by my, you know, you've known me for a few years, Cecil, um, and my whole demeanor, uh, you know, I mean, I would used to be on blood pressure medication. I'm not on blood pressure medication anymore. I haven't been for probably a couple of years. Um, you know, so for me, sometimes I get to get, I'll just get away for 10 minutes and just, you know, still the mind and relax and try not to think about all the crap that's going on and just to kind of give me that readjustment for the day. Right. Do you, um, I mean, I know who you were because we, you know, BJ and I met, uh, I don't know, it's probably 35 years ago. Uh, we've worked together for a very long time, been best friends. And, and you were so much like me temperamentally. Uh, mm-hmm. And now you're not. I mean, you know, I don't, was there, for all of you in the room, uh, or for all of you on the, you're not in the room, but you're here, you're in my room. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that one uh, of the more more things that makes Cecil crazy trying to figure yeah, that out. Trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to get us on Facebook Live, so God knows, right? Every once in a while. So if my eyes look down, I'm trying to, I'm working the dials, baby, trying to make this happen. Um, but, but you know, for everyone in the, in the, on the meeting today, was there a point where you kind of said, um, I have to do this or, or something that spurred you on that said, um, you know, I've got to change uh, uh, and not be so business focused when I'm not at work. Was there something that uh, that made that happen for you, uh, Henry? Again, you and Lisa, you're you're gone a lot. You, you you do this meditation thing. Was there a point where, like a tipping point, where you said, "I just have to do this"? Um, there kind of was. It was actually a, a a sort of a financial and insanity thing early on when we first started. We were broke and and uh working you know just regular hours but we were just didn't have any money and we didn't have any time off and we weren't taking doing our meditation work like we used to and uh we finally um went to a smart group sort of like thing or to another group anyway and started working with them with consultants and this and that and realized that it's time you know we gotta stop and so we literally would just close the shop and go to meditation workshops and get it back together. And then as a result of that, finally, one time, one of our gurus or whatever you want to call them suggested, he says, uh, maybe you should take Lisa on vacation instead of to meditation workshops all the time. So (laughs) he was spurring us on and we started doing uh, vacations. And I think it was 2000 was about the time year 2000 yeah i think we first one we did we just took three weeks off and went to south america and uh left the shop running with whatever the hell happened and we didn't care <laughs> and off we went and uh, it'll be what it is right i mean right. come back it's still going to be there it's we figured it'd either smoke a hole in the ground like they say or it would and it, and it worked and it was fine and everything went well and so that was kind of how we got over the hump that was okay. the, that was the the breaker, right there. So Kelly, when you, Kelly, when you got a business consultant kind of on your back, going, "Hey, wait a minute, you need to do this, and you need to do this, and you need to do this," how do you separate 
you know, how do you say this is my 40 hours or my 45 hours or whatever it is that I'm going to work and the rest of this is my life? Well, I mean, I think, I think two sort of things happen for me. Um, there's one I'm, I, I'm the type of person that likes to be in control. I want to, I want to be doing everything all the time. And so the first sort of revelation was that I can't do everything really well. And like sort of learning how to, how to delegate responsibilities, which is part of that sort of leadership and, and management ability. Um, and once I started unloading like my responsibilities onto, well, not my responsibilities, but what should have been other people's responsibilities onto them and holding them accountable for that, then, you know, then I sort of realized that, that my time, I should just focus on doing my job and do that really well from the time that I'm at work and the time that I'm not and try to sort of practice what we preach as a business to our employees. It's like, you know, when you're here, we want focus and we want you to be on the ball, but we also want you to take your lunch break and not think about work and, you know, enjoy an hour, be ready to go and then cut it off at five, you know, five o'clock when we close. So, you know, I think in order to, to be an example for what I want my team to do, I sort of had to, to live the same mindset. I think, I think you said something that's, that's probably very, very important or very, very valuable. And I think there are a lot of business owners that are doing jobs in their business that they probably shouldn't. They've hired people to do, um, they're answering questions they shouldn't answer. They're, they're, they're doing work that they shouldn't do. And I think a lot of employees, whether intentionally or unintentionally, uh, come to us for the answers that they should be answering themselves. How do you, how, how do you, now I, I know how I've done it basically, you know, we, we create structure, we tell people uh, what their jobs are very clearly. When they come to us for something that they, that they shouldn't, we don't answer that question. We make them, we kind of force them in the corner to make that, that answer that question themselves. Um, and, uh, and hopefully we create a, a good culture where our people know how to make good decisions and help them practice that. But, but we have a lot of shop owners out there. I think that are, are doing too much in their businesses and not allowing other people to get their job done or do their job. So how do we, how do we make that happen in our business? If I'm that guy that, that is answering everyone's questions and, you know, I don't have a minute to myself uh, throughout the whole day. Um, how do we make that happen within the business? Henry, how, how do you do that in your business? I'm not sure how it exactly came to pass, but um, currently I get really bored at about 9 o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not necessary to, anymore. And have to think about what to do or think of things to do, or Lisa can always find something to do. But um, over time, it's just really, I think it's allowing them to answer the questions themselves, like you said. You know, number one is somebody comes up and asks you a question that you know is ridiculous, and you just go, well, what do you think? Right. <laughs> and, did, you, uh, did you hand that over at some point? At some point, did you have a realization and go, okay, the next time someone asks me a stupid question, I'm going to do this? Or, or did it just kind of organically happen? It kind of organically just started happening. And it uh, and it seems to have gotten much better since I got rid of the shop foreman that asked me a lot of questions. So <laughs> it's 
that was pretty crazy. He kept me busy all the damn time, and I got rid of him, and things got really slow. So somewhere in the process of working with him, I managed to convince everybody else not to bother me, probably because he bothered me so much, and I pissed and moaned about it. I don't know. You weren't available for that. You weren't available. I wasn't available for anybody else at that point in time, yeah. And uh, I I wouldn't say there was any one thing I did that did that. Um, Allowing them to be themselves and do their thing and actually make some mistakes is okay, I think, because if they don't get it, they aren't going to learn it. You know, if, if there's it's, one more than one way to figure it out, and sometimes you just got to step on your own toes to get there. It's always funny to me. I always say there's two things necessary for success. One is knowledge, uh, and the second is experience. And it's funny that we, we sometimes, as owners or managers, will give them all the knowledge, but we won't let them get the experience by making the mistakes um that need that need to be made um i think i'm good at what i do because of you know 20 years of doing it and making lots of mistakes and learning from those mistakes um i I think just just as an example in in my business uh i'm still transitioning from the the technician to the owner frankly um i'm still going out uh, uh, you know, working with shop owners, uh, running our group meetings, those kinds of things. Now, the group meetings I'm, I'm holding on to, but the working with shop owners, I'm doing less and less of that, and I have staff to do that job, and they do a great job. Um, uh, but it's very difficult not to put your your hands in it, right? Whenever there's an issue or a, or a problem, you want to jump right in there and solve that problem, for both for your client and for your, for your, your, um, your employee, um, uh, BJ, you know, you were that guy that was high stress, uh, work, work. How did you start that process? How did you, how did you change from that guy to a guy who's able to turn it off and, and able to meditate and, and, and lower your blood pressure? I think what's, I finally realized the imbalance, right? I mean, it comes a point in, in your life. For me, it was that, that third part of my life, right? zero to 30, 30, 60, right? When you're hitting that third part of your life, you're thinking, wow, there's more to life than, than just chasing money, right? Uh, thinking I can control everything, right? So I, so I have to make a shift and, and see what I can do to make my life better all around, you know? Uh, so I made that conscious effort to make adjustments needed to get towards that better work-life balance. Um, you know, we were just talking about uh, I was. I can remember back when uh, I was a technician working for you and your dad, and then we opened a shop, right? Then I went from shop owner, from technician to shop owner mode, right? So I've constantly found myself, you know, um, telling the techs how to do something. Well, no, you need to do it this way, right? Well, they're a great technician. They knew what they were doing. They didn't need me to tell them. They might have went about it a different way, but they knew what they were doing. So I had to have that, that, uh, you know, that it was okay, right? They're doing their job. I need to do mine. I don't need to take on their work. I got my own work to do, you know. Um, you know, so it's that level of acceptance that we have with our people around us, you know, that, that, it, that it's okay. Like uh, Henry said, let them, let them make uh, mistakes and let them grow on it. Think about where we were 30 years ago and where we're at today. Um, you know, we didn't have people saying, no, do it this way, do it this way, right? We, we did it the way we were supposed to do it. We learned from it, uh, and we've, uh, uh, we've, we've gotten better over time, you know. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know if that answers the question or not, but, you know, I think, it all I makes think sense. I, I think I fought the battle the whole time, 
um, you know, even, you know, trying to, um, you know, trying to learn how to, how to hand it off and let somebody do the job. Uh, when we teach leadership and management, um, you know, we always talk about managers are supposed to be focused on results. And I think a lot of the shop owners are not focused on results they are focused on how the job is done. Cause if the job is done in a specific way, then they're going to get the right result or they believe they'll get the right result. Uh, and they kind of, uh, they kind of limit their staff. Um, Kelly, have you, have you found yourself, um, kind of doing that limiting your staff because you, you, you're in the way of, yeah, I definitely have. Um, and it, it, I feel like it took one of my staff members to kind of change that for me because you know, he came up and and was like telling me about, a, this was, I don't know, a year and a half ago, telling me about a bunch of problems that he had and that he felt like he could fix. I was like, sorry, like I, I don't have the time to do that. And he was like, well, why, why should you be doing that? Like, is that, is that your job or is that something that like our service advisor or somebody else should be handling? I was like, well, that's a good point. And so I, um, I know I sat down and I wrote like what everything that is part of what my job should be. And then wrote down everything that I'm actually doing on a day-to-day basis. Uh, and uh, I was, <laughs> uh, I was very rarely actually doing the things that were part of my job. I was, you know, helping the service advisor with this or working on a car here and there. And, you know, I'm the least qualified person to do any of those jobs. So I, um, you know, I've just, I've tried to stick to what my job is. And then if somebody asks me a question about something that it doesn't fall in line with what my job is, then I either have to write a procedure for how that's supposed to be done or, you know, figure out whose responsibility that needs to be. And I mean, I don't know, I have an example today. It's like um, somebody came, we have a little customer fridge, you know, and that's, that's our service advisor's responsibility to make sure that that is stocked all the time. Somebody came and said, Hey Kelly, we're, we're out of juice and uh, Coca-Cola. And I, you know, I was like, what, why are you telling me that? You know, that's not my responsibility. That's Adi's responsibility. So why don't you just tell Adi that, right? And he's like, Oh yeah, you're right. You know, then he goes and they get it taken care of, but you know, it's always something. And then when somebody asks me about something that I, I don't have a procedure for, or I haven't delegated that responsibility to somebody, then I've added to my checklist. Well, there's a procedure for who orders bathroom supplies, you know? I think, I think, I think that's also another kind of important concept. I know when we start working with um, shop owners, a lot of the times, we'll ask them to kind of drop that list of what they should be doing and what each position should be doing. And we want you to kind of stay in those boundaries. Um, and then where, where there isn't a procedure where there isn't a process or no, nothing's been defined. Uh, if you define it now, the next time the guy doesn't come to you, he's not wasting your time. Uh, he's getting the problem solved in the place where the problem should be solved. Um, uh, I think that's an important aspect of uh, running your business. Uh, uh, Henry, um, you terminated your 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 manager, um, your shop foreman, uh, um, because he was eating up your life and and uh, wasn't answering his own questions or really formatting the shop, right? Running the shop. It, it wasn't was, leading, you know. He was uh, wasn't working, wasn't leading. You know, it was. He couldn't figure it out. I don't think. 
Are you better off, though, because now you don't have that body there doing that work? Well, I'm better off now because I don't have a guy I'm paying $100,000 a year to irritate me. Okay. <laughs> and, and we've got three guys doing the same amount of work, and it's getting done, and it's getting out there. So, uh, We're going to talk about our Service Advisor Mastery Program. We're starting a new group. We've had unbelievable success with this. Um, uh, Henry, you have someone in the group, and, and uh, uh, Kelly, so do you. Um, uh, can you just give us like a real brief, maybe 20 seconds, what's your experience been? We'll start with uh, Henry and we'll go to Kelly. All right, so uh, Kristen has been just fantastic. She's uh, up on her numbers. She's learning how, what it takes to keep the business going. She's uh, constantly has challenges, new challenges put up by the group. She uh, strives, to, she wants to be the winner, the number one person. She wants to do the best job. Uh, and she now understands more of what she needs to get done and where she needs to be to be there. Okay. And, and, and has it been worth it? I mean, it's yes. not cheap, right? No, it's, been, it's, it's certainly worth it. You know, it's okay. It. All right. And, and Kelly, what's your experience been with Audi? Uh, I mean, I think, I think the numbers sort of speak for themselves. Um, we've had, you know, I think our, our parts margin has increased probably 5% just in the last six months. Um, we're, for the first time and really forever we're holding 58%, which is pretty, pretty incredible with the amount of high dollar parts that we do. Um, on top of that, I, I feel like it sort of ties into this discussion. He's, he's taken on and accepted that responsibility for the numbers himself, rather than like me having to um, always be up on him about it. You know, it's, it's sort of just now that's, just him. He takes over the he takes over the front, and he's 100% responsible for the results we get out of the shop. And you know, I I should have sort of encouraged that a long time ago, but I didn't know how, and I didn't know how to let that go. So, but we did. <laughs> I was uh, I was surprised. You know, it's 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 funny when you work with shop owners uh, and you work with people. There there are these kind of uh, places where they're kind of going along, maybe even going downhill a little. And then there's just like this boom, they, they got it, this, this, this point. And I think Audi was in like maybe the second or even the third month, and all of a sudden it, it kind of clicked for him. Uh, uh, and uh, it was really cool to see that and see him take on that additional responsibility and, and really um, uh, kind of flourish uh, within it. Um, like I said, you need two things in order to be successful. One is, is training. We can certainly train uh, people, and then the second is experience, and they have to go out and, and, and learn it, and the shop owner needs to let them do their job. If, if you're interested in our Advisor Mastery program, if you go to uh, our website and go to Mastery, uh, you can look through that. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach um, me, Cecil, at iforabe.com, I-F-O-R-A-B-E.com, or uh, B-J Lee, L-E-E, at iforabe.com, or Kent B at iforabe.com. Um, and all three of us would be more than happy. In fact, um, uh, why don't you send BJ or Kent the, the, the thing so I don't have to do it. <laughs> Good delegation there. <laughs> um, Good job. Right, and, uh, enough, of, uh, enough of commercial and, and now back to the, the, the kind of uh, task at hand. Um, so, uh, uh, Kelly, this one is going to be for you uh, kind of to start. Um, how has your company changed as you've made uh, kind of the shift from uh, I'm going to answer all the questions that maybe I shouldn't answer to uh, this is your responsibility, this is your responsibility, 
And, and how do you manage that? Do you, you know, if I'm not on their back all the time, if I'm not watching all the time, how, I mean, I know the answer to this, but I want you to, to, to talk about it. So, so how do you, how do you manage it and how do you get, get them, how does the company change by giving them that responsibility? Well, it's made my job easier. Um, you know, and we've, we've had better results because, you know, it, the people who are better at those jobs than I am are, are responsible for them. Um, and, you know, I'm always behind the scenes sort of making sure that we're, that we're doing what we, what we need to, but I think just setting the, setting the goals and getting everybody to agree to them, then they, they kind of just take on that responsibility themselves without me really having to force it on them. So we try to do everything as a team and, you know, have discussions weekly about that. And um, when, when we have a new idea or something that we want to do, then we decide then who's going to be responsible for it. And then, you know, they manage the results and I just sort of oversee it. So Does you're looking at your question. And in a way um, um, you answered probably two thirds of it. The, the other third I think is, this idea of looking at the key results and just kind of managing based on the numbers and the results and not the day-to-day bits and pieces that happen. Um, to me, it's like if we're, if we're heading in the right direction and I can see that and the numbers support that, um, then I can back off and I have less worrying to do and less, you know, at, at 5.30 when I go home and I lock the door, I can leave that here and not take it take it home with me. Um, if I'm not paying attention to the numbers and I don't really know what's going on, then I always have this kind of sense of dread hanging over me and I always feel like I need to be in the middle of it. Right. Um, so I think you've done a really good thing by number one, you know, um, you know, team meetings, you know, we always talk about that. A lot of shop owners don't have meetings with their staff. Uh, I don't know why. Um, they always say that the meetings aren't fun or the people won't participate yet I've, i i never found that to be true in my experience if you got them involved and you got them focused and you know you had some good challenges out there for your staff um uh henry do you you know how have you how has your company changed uh, uh by you know uh you know Kristen, you know taking over the the job of writing service and, and in a way kind of managing the the business day-to-day stuff yeah, she's pretty much taken over a lot of that. Um, we do still do a, a team meeting once a week. Um, we uh, the the, te- the technician the, the staff we have right now all take ownership in what they do. They all are responsible. They care. They want to be here, and um, they act like they want to be here. I mean, they show up on time. I have to chase them, chase them out of the shop at the end of the day sometimes because they want to stay and work. And it's just like, get out of here. We're done. Go home. So um, it's the real turnover has been all the people feel responsible for the whole thing to work. You know, when we were slow, everybody was bothered because they weren't able to create enough money, not only for themselves, but for the business and everybody's all upset and blah, 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 blah. Things pick back up. Everything's back to normal now. But, um, you know, so I, I get a real sense of everybody cares because they, I think they feel like if they need something or want something, they get heard and we deliver is one of the things. I have this weird, um, the, something you just said kind of sparked my 
my uh, uh, peak my interest a little bit. I, I'm here at, at say five thirty at night, and and um, if my staff members are here, if if the other people that work with me are at the company, um, I kind of feel like I need to stay and be the last one out the door. Do you think that that a lot of owners kind of have that that sense of I have to be here first, I have to be here last, uh, and can't disengage from that? You know, I've I've kind of thought about that a little bit, and I I'm pretty much usually not here when they leave. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe <laughs> once a week I'll be here when they leave. Already had on your second glass of wine, right? <laughs> right. You know, and uh, and I do try to be here in the mornings for the for the meetings when we open. I like that. Because then, okay. we, you know, because it's seven thirty every morning, we have a meeting. We all get together. We give a little chit chat about how the day is going to go. But um, you know, I don't work Wednesday or Tuesday afternoons. I don't work Friday afternoons. I uh, tend to wander off on Thursdays pretty regularly on accident. I just disappear. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, there was a time when I thought I needed to be here when they showed up and when they left. And I decided that, you know. I don't need to show them when to be at work. They can figure that out and they'll, they'll, and the, and if they want to be here, they'll be here on time and they'll, they'll do their job and they'll leave when they're supposed to. And it seems I'm watching, I'm watching. I mean, you know, it's interesting cause you have different, different staff members and some of the staff members are, I mean, all of my people are extremely dedicated to the vision and the plans and the, and the, the things that we're, the challenges we're trying to overcome in our company. Um, some of them uh, uh, do more like physical work. They're, they're here at their desk, you know, pounding away. Um, and others do it in a different way. And it's this real struggle for me because, you know, my father, it was like, okay, you have to be the first one there. You have to be the last one to leave. You're setting the example. <laughs> um, I just have such a hard time, at, especially at the end of the day. And I, I think part of it for me is it's not, it's not that I need to be the last one here but I don't want my staff to wear themselves out. I mean, you know, all the studies and, and all my experience basically say if, if you spend too much time doing something, it be, you become less and less effective over time. And if you burn yourself out, then they're going to leave. They're going to go somewhere else. Um, uh, and, and, I, and I don't want that. So I, I think for me, it's as much that I worry about them burning themselves out. And I've even told my staff, you know, turn off the computer, go home. Uh, I don't want you here. I want you here 40 hours a week, maybe 45, you know, but certainly no more than that. Um, uh, uh, go home and enjoy your family. Go home and, and relax. Go home and, and have a glass of wine. Don't think about what you have to do. Don't think about this place. It's always amazing to me. You know, we have this this mega problem. Uh, when I was working on cars, you know, you'd have a car that was just kicking your ass and, and, you're, and you're struggling and you're working on it, you're working on it, and two or three days – you come in six in the morning, get here early, you know, 10 o'clock at night, you're still trying to fix this thing. You're, you're, you're flummoxed. And then, and then you just walk away from it and you forget about it for 24 hours or whatever. And you walk up to the car and there's the answer right in front of you. Um, I think that happens in other things. If we allow ourselves that downtime, I think our subconscious does miraculous things for us uh, when we allow ourselves uh, 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 that downtime. You know, when I had the shop, uh, or we had the shop, the first one that we had opened together, uh, I didn't even think I could leave for lunch. I mean, I was so worried that if I left, somebody might come in and want to see me, right? 
my wife thought it was insane, you know. So it was. So she pushed me to to leave for lunch. You know, we got to go to lunch. You got to get out of here, you know. So she kind of drove that into me, right? And and over the years, it's been great because, you know, I can leave certain time, spend that hour away, even if it's driving over to the park and having a sandwich and visiting or whatever, and getting that hour away. It's kind of a reset to finish off the rest of your day. So. Uh, I was definitely guilty of, of that until she finally slapped me upside the head and said, "We're going to lunch." You know, so it worked. I know when I, I know when I took over the shop in Mountain View, we closed for lunch, and I always took my lunch. Even uh, when I was working for Dad, uh, I took my lunch because, frankly, I need that time to regroup. I mean, writing service and dealing with customers and cars is, it's a stressful, it's a stressful business, stressful job. And that, that hour away, eating my lunch, uh, allowed me to just kind of decompress, and it made my afternoon uh, a much better afternoon, a much more um, uh, uh, whatever. Uh, I, I plus, see plus, eating is one of our passions, right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> got to eat. And got to have time to enjoy it, too, right? You can't just, I, I can't tell you, you know, in, in my lifetime, how many cold sandwiches, uh, dried out bread I had at 3.30 in the afternoon because I didn't stop for lunch. And to me, you know, we, we closed for lunch. We shut the doors. We, we put the phone on answering machine, and I don't think we lost any business whatsoever. I don't think that it – I think it made our business um, a better, stronger business. Do we do we do – you know, um, if I'm struggling with getting away from our, my business, am I making my employees work too hard? And is that efficient? I mean, does that does that get the job done? Um, uh, uh, Kelly, did, you said all your people take lunch, right? Yeah, no. We close every day from 12 o'clock to 1.15. So, I mean, our lunch break is supposed to be an hour with, like, this 15-minute regrouping period. Um, and most of the time, I'll be in my office and – I'll just I'll be watching the clock right around right around twelve o'clock and you know, a lot of times the techs will be involved in what they're doing and I'll still hear wrenches going and either me or Adi or service advisor will walk through the shop and be like, It's lunchtime, everybody stop what they're doing, you know. And people you know, techs just kinda have to do it, you know. They have to get in the mindset of mentally turning turning off what they're doing and it's like just just eat. Has that has that decreased productivity? Has that hurt the business? Nope, not at all. I mean, if anything, you know, if anything, I feel like it's increased, well, it's increased productivity by sustaining morale, if that makes sense. Because you know, I, I know a lot of flat rate techs, especially, they'll get in that mindset where if they're not working on cars, they're not making money. And so they'll, they'll just power through their lunch break and eat, you know, some reheated food while they're running a short test and they never actually stop. And so we try to sort of combat that and, you know, I'll stand by a tech until he, until he completely stops working on a car and if he's trying to power through it. But I have a, I have this, um, I have my programmer who's working on our website. Um, and I mean, not our learning management system in the, the face of that. And I probably should have six guys instead of one, but I have one and he's overworked and it's just funny. It's almost when I go in there and he knows what I'm doing He's like, no, he's like, I, I, I can't stop in the middle of this. I, if I do, it's like a restart. I have to, I need another 20 minutes to get this wrapped up. And uh, uh, I have a hard time not forcing him to, 
stop and and wrap it up i'm like okay in 20 minutes i want you off the you know i want you out of here or you know i want you to eat your lunch or you know whatever that is we have a much more lax attitude i think in our business because we don't have customers coming through the door all day long every day but i can tell you when we teach classes we have lunch breaks and we have breaks and and um, uh, uh, we we're done at at four o'clock, four thirty in the afternoon, uh, because we should be. Um, I think there's times where you're trying to put too much information, and it really, uh, 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 it really, it really hurts. Um, are there any things you've discovered about yourself uh, as you've tried to make this shift from, you know, doing, uh, you know, BJ, you were, you were me. Um, you were you were energy on steroids. You were an A-type personality. You were, uh, in fact, I think it, it, often you were more frustrated than I was. Um, and now you're you're so much more mellow. Um, you know what? What did you discover about yourself as you went through that change? I think I've discovered uh, for myself that there's more to life than money. I mean, we need money. It's a necessity. Uh, it gives us options and stuff. But uh, uh, it was easier than I thought it would be to find that balance, um, you know. Um, and, you know, it, it just seems to take care of itself. Everything works out, you know. I just kind of, it's weird. It seems like I'm still getting the same stuff accomplished. I'm just not at that high stress level, you know, because I have that little level of acceptance. I'm doing the best I can. You know, when, when you look at yourself and you're happy with yourself, you know, and you feel that you're a good person, decent human being, and you're trying to do the right things, I mean, it makes it, to me, just makes it easy, and I've discovered myself, I guess you should say, um, that uh, everything's going to be okay, and I just kind of keep that mentality. I mean, at this point in my life, I mean, I, I'm actually a little more calm than my wife. My wife used to be the calm one. I got to tell her to, you know, it's okay, calm down, you're you're down. Baby. It's going to be okay, you know, get get to your meditation, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of funny, and and I think you you and Henry both kind of alluded to this. You know, I've been doing this for years, and I've been in the automotive industry for forty. Um, been through some really rough times. Some really bad things have happened in my life. Uh, had an injury that took me out for a couple of years. Uh, you know, I had partners that stole money. Um, made it through all that kind of got on the other side of that. And, and, and what I realized about life is that it's going to be up and down. It's supposed to be up and down. It's, it's never going to be all perfect. Um, you know, sometimes I sit and I think, you know, when you think things are tough, right? Yeah. You sit back and think, well, wait a minute. But, you know, I have these discussions with my wife that, well, wait a minute. We've always had a roof over our head, decent vehicle. Everybody's pretty healthy. Uh, you know, we've, we've pretty much taken quite quite a few vacations and, and, you know, all this, you know, everything's been okay and still going to be okay, right. you know? So don't, don't stress about the little things. How do you, how do you get, and this is for everybody, um, how do you get in that mode? I mean, Henry, you seem to have a, a, a level of trust about your business, even though, you know, maybe the last month wasn't the month you wanted to have, you have this level of trust that it's going to all be okay. Is that, is that, you know, 25 years in business experience? Is that, you know, 50 years in life experience, what is that that, that that helps you understand it's going to be okay to have that balance and not not always have to be on top of whatever? Well, it's hard to say what actually got us there, but, um, you know, some, sometimes it can actually be a little stressful <laughs> when you're gone and you're trying to, and you're, you don't think about it. I mean, um, it's... Uh, 
It's an interesting thing. You know, it's sort of like, you, you know, as some people say, well, the universe is going to provide anyway, somehow or another. But um, I think we've just decided that if it'll work and if it gets screwed up while we're gone, that's okay. We'll just fix it when we get back because we need our time. You know, we schedule things sometimes way in advance, so we don't know what it's going to be like when these things happen. You know, like... Uh, but you leave anyway, you, you, right? We still go, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, February was horrible, but we still spent two weeks in Hawaii because we'd planned on it from a year before. And so... Because February is a great time to be in Hawaii, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely oh. a good time. It was raining like hell here the whole time we were gone. So... <laughs> well, for me... For me, there's this weird, I watched my father, and I would say work himself to death. In fact, when, it, when, it, when he got old enough that he had a stroke and he could no longer work, he didn't know what to do because work was so much a part of his life. He didn't have anything else. Um, I, I'm afraid to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. Um, I find myself with those tendencies. I think um, I got his genetics, but I also... You know, for most of my life, had him, you know, as my example and showing me what to do. But I don't, I don't want to be that guy. You have to live your life while you're living your life, right? And I think so much, so many people in our industry forget about living their life and, and, and enjoying their life as life is going by. And pretty soon, you know, you turn around and there's not much hair on your head and it's all white. Um, it, it, it's amazing how quickly that creeps up on you. I think so. You remember we had a uh, years ago. Uh, I, it might have been Jim Hunter, one of them. I can't remember who it was, but they one of the one of the um, exercises uh, they had us do was write our own obituary, right? So sit down one day, write your own obituary, and what do you want that to sound like? You know, what do you, what do you want that to look like? He really worked hard. This was hard. This guy was always working his ass off, man. He <laughs> yeah. never took a vacation. <laughs> you know. There was a comment that was made at my, at my father's funeral. One of the guys um, said he was a redwood. Uh, uh, he was always a giant tree in the forest. Um, and I thought that was just like the coolest comment. I want that said when I'm dead. I want someone to go out there and go, he, he was a redwood, right? You know? Um, he wasn't an asshole. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that may get said also. Uh, uh, unfortunately... Um, uh, we're, we're, we're coming to the end. I'm going to, I'm going to ask Kelly one more question. Then we're going to wrap this thing up kind of, um, Kelly, you're the youngest in the, in the bunch. Uh, and I don't know exactly what your age. Are you a millennial or are you in that, uh, in between us and the millennials? No, I'm technically in the millennial age. I'm 29. So I think, I think, uh, yeah, you, you fall in baby. Yeah. Millennials started what? 84, 82, something like that. Uh, Kent would know exactly. I, you know, I probably <laughs> Yes, you're a millennial. Can't say absolutely. Um, cool. And he's listening. <laughs> so, so there's some statistics here. Eight uh, percent of millennials are more likely to work more than 40 hours uh, than those people that are over age 45. Maybe that's because they haven't learned yet that that the extra work <laughs> is probably not going to get them the extra place. Only um, one in five millennials work more than 60 hours a week, and almost 40 percent of the millennials say they work overtime because they love what they do. Um, uh, no, so you're no, the Think about those questions right there. I mean, right. I mean, us old guys, we think, oh, we can't get them to get anything done. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's interesting. I don't think it's the same work. I think that you and I, you know, we showed up at work at uh, seven thirty. We put our hands on cars and and we worked until five thirty or six or, or sometimes eight. Um, right. You know, and 
I think I think they're in some ways they're smarter than we were. Um, they yeah. they work at a they work in a different way, but they still work. Right. Uh, always drives me crazy. Like yesterday, Kent uh, left at uh, I don't know what time it was. It was early, and I'm like, it was like 9:30. I mean, he showed up at nine, and at 9:30 he's going home. And I'm like, what the what the heck? You know, are you going to do any work today? <laughs> um, uh, but 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 they get the job done, right? I mean, so so Kelly. You know, is that a surprising statistic when all the old guys are saying the millennials, you know, don't work as as hard as the rest of us? Um, uh, I mean, I don't necessarily think it's surprising. Um, I think that I think millennials might have a hard time working smarter, not harder, if that makes sense. You know, like I feel like now they have to learn. A of, yeah, a lot of really educated people out there that have a hard time finding jobs, and so then they just have to do what's necessary to make ends meet, but. I mean, that was, that was me two years ago. You know, I was here 80 hours a week and I was stressed out 24 seven. And I went into business because I wanted to enjoy what I did. And I felt like I didn't have that. And I always just had the mentality that if you put your nose down and you keep working, then it's just gonna, it's just gonna happen, you know, it's just gonna work out for you. But that's not the reality of how it worked out. I was, not eating and I was tired all the time and miserable and didn't have any money. And then, um, and then I realized that when, you know, when I just let other people do it and I stopped trying to do everything, then we actually got better results. And then I didn't feel like I had to work as much because everything was just done. You know, five o'clock I open up my computer and I pull up reports. I'm like, well, okay, cool. We were productive today. Right. Yeah, we made as much money as we needed to make, and you know, and the guys are just waving to me as they walk out the door, and then, I'm like, oh, well, nice. Yeah, that, I don't, I enjoy that. <laughs> I, I mean, I enjoy getting the results that I want without having to work eighty hours a week. That's hard, right? I really like watching other people succeed within my company, and and uh, you know, get the accolades for that, and and, and I just I, I like the fact that that people in my company are being recognized for doing really cool things and that, that it's our company that allows them or gives them the venue uh, to kind of create that and the support. So I, I really like that. All right, we're 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 going to go over. We don't want to do that. So I'm, I always get slept on the wrist. We always go over a couple of minutes. Uh, I know um, Kelly's looking at his watch. I mean, it's been an hour already. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty much real quick. It goes fast. So um, I'm going to go in this order. I want I want Kelly first, and then I want uh, Henry, and then we're going to go to BJ. What would you tell somebody, you know, what's your word of wisdom for anyone that will listen to this about uh, work-life work life balance or work-life separation? So what, what word of wisdom would you leave them with? Uh, and we'll start with Kelly. Um, well, I'd say it's important. Um, I would just say to have faith in your team and not try to do everything yourself and, you know, just let 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 them do it because they'll do a better job and you'll have more free time and you'll be happier, less stressed, and ultimately have more money. So, better life. Okay, uh, Henry. Hey, um, you know, take your time off. You know, if you can't figure it out, then uh, if you're afraid to leave the shop, maybe maybe try not coming in until noon one day or something, or take a three day weekend every once in a while, or take four days, or plan something in advance so far in advance that you can't determine what's going to happen while you're there and do go anyway. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I was uh, stop and take the time. 
that's I had, this, I had this weird way of training service advisors. I'd work with them kind of hand in hand for a week. And then the next week I would just call them and go, Oh, I got a problem. I can't come in this morning. I let them take the morning and I'd come in at one o'clock and see what the results were. Nobody can kill my business in a half a day. Um, you know, they can cause a problem. Maybe sometimes I had to deal with a, an irate customer or help them, you know, come up with a better solution. But, um, you know, and then, and then I train them again for another week. And then a week later I'd take a day off. I'd be like, Oh, I'm not coming in tomorrow. And it was always kind of a sudden thing for them because I wanted to see what they would do on their own. And most of the time, I got to tell you, they did fine. It wasn't a problem. So I, I agree with you. You know, if you can't take three weeks off or two weeks off, uh, take a week. If you can't take a week, take a couple of days. If you don't feel like that, take a Friday, take a Monday. Um, let the staff handle it. The world's not going to end because you're not in the middle of it. Uh, BJ, um, uh, last word goes to you. Uh, I would just say that uh, no more excuses, right? Do it now. Take your own personal uh, inventory. Find out where you're, you're at in life um, and start making some adjustments to get that balance. I think uh, you'll be much happier and so will everyone around. Hey, um, uh, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, uh, we have a Finding Hiring Training Successful Employees class this week on uh, uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, we have a sales class uh, for owners and managers, uh, not necessarily for um, uh, service advisors coming up next month. You can look on uh, the Institute of I4A, go to our calendar. Uh, you can download these episodes on uh, Podbean. Uh, look for the leading edge with the, the uh, microphone and the earphones and the big eye. Uh, and you can also download us on iTunes. Uh, uh, thank you so much for your support, everyone that has uh, attended and everyone that's going to watch this. And please let us, uh, if you have any comments or questions, please send them uh, to us here at the Institute. Uh, you can send them to uh, uh, BJ Lee or Cecil or Kent B at theinstitute.com. Uh, uh, Henry and, uh, and Kelly and BJ, thank you for your time today. Um, uh, uh, love it. And uh, you, you guys uh, take care and have a great time. All right. Join us next time live at the Automotive Training Expo in Seattle, Washington. Stop by our booth and say hello. We'll have our team there ready to answer any questions you have about your business. And if you see anybody with an Institute shirt on during the show, tap them on the shoulder. They just might have something for you. Brought to you by the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Thanks for listening.